Local stories are stories of God's grace at work in the lives of those who are part of local church St. Pete. We want to highlight his activity and celebrate his grace. Hey everybody, uh, like Darren said, I'm Ryan. Uh, I've been here kind of doing life with the local fam since about December of 2019. Um, and I still remember the first time that I came, I was with a couple buddies and Ryan Hoagland, who many of you knew, um, had like his new people kind of radar on and like he spotted us uh, at the first service and he waited, start here with local was happening. So we were doing some stuff for a couple minutes then we came out and he was still here and he was like, hey guys, he introduced himself. Uh, he's like, you should come to my house group on it's either Tuesdays or Thursdays. Um, and we went to that, we just shared a meal together, um, talked about the word. And um, then we played board games for like two hours after that. And uh, it just felt like family um, from the start. It was like instant community. Um, and this is a special place. I and mean, I love this church and I love these people. Um, so a little bit about why I'm here, um, like Darren was talking about. Um, I'm gonna be starting in the fall, um, August 1st, attending seminary. And at the same time, um, coming on staff here at the church as a pastoral intern. Um, so I'll be going to Reformed Theological Seminary, which is in Orlando. Um, so about a two-hour drive away. Um, that's super exciting. And then here at the church, I'm going to be coming under Mark um, with local youth, um, doing some stuff um, there, helping Katie with admin things, and just kind of filling in um, as needed um, around the church. And I'm really excited for the opportunity um, to not only be learning um, from some super smart people in seminary um, who've spent their lives studying and then imparting that wisdom to other people, I'm really excited to be able to learn under them and then learn under Darren and Mark and everybody here at the church and see what all of that kind of looks like practically played out um, in the life of the church uh, day in and day out. Um, so I'm super exciting. Um, like Darren was saying, local stories are an opportunity for us to highlight God's grace um, in our lives. And God's been so good to me um, over the past years of my life. And I really had a hard time kind of distilling that down um, to one specific area for a couple minutes. Um, but I'll do my best, okay? <laughs> uh, for those of you not familiar, I've spent the past season of my life working in group homes um, here in St. Petersburg. And for the last year and a half, I've been the director of a residential group home for teenage boys um, in South St. Pete uh, for a nonprofit called Sail Future. Uh, we're an at-risk group home uh, for teenage boys aged 13 to 17, um, and we cover the whole gambit. So our youngest was 13, um, our oldest was 17. I live in the house um, with the boys, which is fun. Uh, it's like living with six of the worst roommates ever. Uh, <laughs> um, but they're great. And as I've gotten the chance to live with them, kind of do life with them and work in their lives, um, God's used them at the same time uh, to work in my life in a bunch of different ways. And parenting or pseudo-parenting, whatever you want to kind of call that, um, God's really highlighted a lot of areas that he wants me to be working on, and that's, that's been great. Um, even small things like selfishness. I'm like a really type A list person who kind of has a plan for how I want my day to go and what I want to accomplish. And when you live in a house with six teenagers, the day never looks like uh, what you want it to look like. And that can be really frustrating, um, and it was really frustrating for a while for me. And God really used the season to kind of like push me on that and be like, hey, it's okay to have plans and what you want to do, but like hold those with a loose grip and just be ready and be open um, for what I've got for you in a day and just be present. Um, so little things like that, I've seen played out time and time again how a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. I've just seen how true that is 
um, when, when navigating uh, difficult situations with these boys. Um, so much I could say uh, about this season. Uh, what I've settled on is kind of the core, um, is God's really been showing me what an impact and what a difference it can make when we just show up and love people, even if they're really different from us, and even if um, you feel really far from them at first. Um, so I have a picture, if we could throw that up from the slides. Um, I'll move so I can kind of see. Um, here we got some of the boys. Um, so on the left, you've got, we'll go from left to right. Um, that's Justin. Justin just passed his GED, which is awesome. Uh, just got his passes permit test, so he's doing all the adult stuff. Um, you've got Logan next. There's Jazir, uh, who goes by Jazz or Jazzy. That's Nigel, Bruce, Cam. Blaine, who's covering his eyes, and then Larry at the end. Um, and as you can kind of tell from that picture, their personalities really shine through. We're a super diverse bunch, um, and diverse in everything, and what they like to do, what kind of music they listen to, what their backgrounds are, um, ethnicities, cultures, you name it. A lot of these kids struggled with um, homelessness when they were younger. Um, none of these kids have had dads who've been in their lives, not a single one of them. Um, that's crazy. Um, so, I don't know, just as an aside, if you're a dad, you have a tremendous um, impact and like ability to impact um, your kids. So I just encourage you guys to lean into that. If you're kind of young and single like I am, there are so many mentoring opportunities in our city. Um, I would definitely encourage you guys to seek those out. And if you're just like, I don't know what those look like, find me sometime and I'll talk to you about those. Um, these kids, super different for me. I never struggled with any of those things um, growing up. And so, I don't know, thought experiment really quick. Put, your guys, put yourselves in the shoes of those kids when they have new adults who come into their life. Um, new adults like me, right, who show up at the house and are now living with them. And they're like, who's this guy? Like, why should I listen to this guy? And the thoughts going through their heads are things like, okay, when's he gonna let me down? And when's he going to disappoint me? And when is he going to walk out of my life? Because that's all these kids have known. Um, I guess I'm here to say uh, something powerful happens when you just show up day, out, day in and day out and you just love people. Um, no matter how different they are from you or you are from them. Uh, these kids live in like the behemoth of youth culture, which is like Snapchat, TikTok, on FaceTime all the time with people, um, hopping from relationships left to right. It's really different. I'm a millennial and I feel like a boomer kind of around these kids because <laughs> it's, it's so different. And these kids, my kids have mouths on them that could like curl a sailor's hair, <laughs> right? And, and that's okay. Uh, they'll never hear like profanity from me, right? And my kids have gotten kicked out of theaters and they've gotten banned from skating rinks from fighting and that's okay. Uh, they'll get nothing but gentleness and, and love from me. Um, I'm really comforted by an insult that the Pharisees tossed at Jesus um, when they called him a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Uh, I love that, that Jesus showed up to these people who were super different from him, um, and he didn't change who he was in any way. He just showed up and loved on them the same way he did everyone else. Um, like Micah was talking about, he reclined with them. Like, he leaned against them in conversation over, like, a cozy dinner um, with wine. And as Christians, I think... I know, for me at least, I can kind of get desensitized to Christ's heart and just kind of used to it. Like, yeah, of course, Jesus loved those guys. Like, he's Jesus, right? Um, again, I would like us to stop and, like, put ourselves in the shoes of those, like, tax collectors and sinners, as the Pharisees called them. Uh, what do you guys think, like, they were thinking of when Jesus showed up? 
I'd imagine it was things like, oh great, another rabbi here to judge me for how I'm living my life. Or I can't wait to hear what Levitical law I broke now, right? Um, I think it was kind of things like those. And I love that Jesus just takes all those expectations and those boxes people had for religion and he just blows them out of the water. Um, These were not the kind of people you think would respond to Jesus, um, but they were the core of his movement. Um, So I guess I'm here today to remind all of us and myself that there are folks around all of us, um, day in and day out, who look different from us, who talk different from us, who have different views than us on everything from, I don't know, abortion to recreational marijuana to everything in between. Um, and they need Jesus like just as much as you and I do. And like we have an opportunity day in and day out to love them. Um, and so I pray that God would give us hearts to see um, and the courage to act. So thanks everybody.